Hello everyone, I'm Juana Yordikescu and you're listening to the We Include podcast. Here, we seek to bring you the most relevant and off-the-shelf diversity and inclusion initiatives. And today we're landing in Germany, home of Nilo Health, a mental well-being platform for the workplace. They just raised 8 million in funding to fuel the next phase of its expansion across Europe. And I couldn't be happier to get to chat co-founder and CTO Catalina Turla about his journey thereon. Despite 200 million workdays being lost due to mental health conditions each year, mental health remains a taboo subject. And it's people like Catalina who are here to figure out how organizations can build an inclusive environment by adding benefits like these ones to their offerings. I love this conversation and I hope you will too. Enjoy the show. Hello, Catalina. Welcome to We Include. Such a delight to have you here today. Thanks for having me. I'm really, really happy to be here and looking forward to this. <laughs> quite exciting. Sure. Yeah, I mean, we've been talking for quite a while now. I think I, I remember I approached you out of nowhere. Hey, can you come for this event? And you were so like nice and welcoming. So I'm very happy we kept in touch and I, I can see your growth, but also Nilo's growth, which we are about to speak about today. Um, very, very appreciative of your time, but also more appreciative of your input in this space mental health for employees very very important and i think uh, benefiting us all but i would love to maybe talk about it today from a uh, an inclusivity lens how is it helping underrepresented categories um, uh, populations that in general wouldn't have access to mental health support and how organizations can can enhance and make this easily accessible for everybody so welcome to the show uh, uh, very very happy to have you here Thanks. Thanks. Super excited for the for the talk. <laughs> so, um, Catalina, you've been part of um, the three co-founder group for Nilo, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Tell us a little bit more. How did it all start, and why are you at the at the at the initiative uh, together with the two of your partners? Sure, sure. So um, actually, it was my co-founders that had the idea to build a mental health support platform for employees. Uh, back in 2019, it was motivated by mostly personal experiences and also experiences from their friends uh, group. They saw how difficult it is to get access to professional mental health care in Germany. On average, you have to wait seven months to get a um, yeah, an appointment with a psychologist in Germany. So that's a really, really long time. And the second part was definitely the stigma surrounding mental health. So they had very, very good friends that were shy to talk about it. They were embarrassed. They didn't think like they could share that something is wrong and they wanted to, to fix this. They both have a, a business background and they were looking for a technical co-founder. So they reached mm -hmm. out to me. I was at the time working for a teleclinic. They do digital doctor visits. So I had some experience with health healthcare and... Yeah, they reached out to me <laughs> out, out of the blue. Um, at first, I was very skeptical because uh, until then, I worked mostly as a mobile developer. So it seemed like a bigger thing than mobile. I was like, maybe I cannot really do this. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then they reached out again in a month. And I was like, okay, we ha I have to give this a try because the topic seems so, so important. And um, yeah, I would really like to give this a try and get to know them. So we spent the first uh, six months kind of uh, working together once or twice a week, getting to know each other, seeing if we want to build the same company, if we share the same values, um, yeah, how, how, we, how well we connect together. 
And yeah, then in January 2020, I decided to finally quit my my job and join them full time and learn everything else that I needed to learn to build a platform that was not mobile. And um, my motivation was, of course, the topic. Um, I always looked in my jobs uh, also before um, that through technology, I make a difference in the world. That was very important for me. Um, and the second part was that being one of the, yeah, the first, uh, or one of the founders at Nilo, um, and also the only technical one allowed me to learn so many things and to build everything from scratch. And I thought even if it's not working out, then I would have learned so much, uh, that it's definitely worth it. And it's something that I would probably not have the chance to do it again. So I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to give this a try and do my best and hopefully it works out. It's working out. You just had a, a funding series, 8 million, right? Or <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, like two and a half years later. <laughs> yeah, it's turned into quite a, quite a thing. So we have an, an office in Munich and one in Berlin. Um, we're going to be around 70 by the end of August. Um, so yes, quite, <laughs> quite a development. Yeah, and we have now a uh, web app and mobile apps, and I have a team of 10 people. So it's, yeah, it's quite exciting. I know so many people using it, and I know so many people actually uh, benefiting from it. But I also saw a bit of your, your stats around 95% of people using Nilo, especially the one-on-one -on -one sessions that they can book through the platform, are extremely satisfied with the service, and they are finding the support early in the day and they they can actually address it in a very personable way but also consistent right i think your your fact around like you need seven months to have access to um, mental health uh, support or services that's that's crazy <laughs> yes and obviously you would only wait seven months if you're in a really really critical situation right. and you really really need help but each one of us is struggling with maybe not very, very critical things, but mm -hmm. all the time and having the chance to just talk to someone and have just have maybe an outside opinion uh, that really already helps a lot before things get to be clinical and very, very serious. For sure. And um, going back a bit in time, who is Catalina? Why do you think you are, uh, you know, this serendipity, these accidental conversations brought you to, to this project? Um, yeah, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Sure. Um, so I'm originally from Romania. Um, I studied there uh, my bachelor in computer science. That was also actually a coincidence. <laughs> I wanted to do something else, but I was somehow very, <laughs> very good at math and physics. And uh, my parents were, yeah, very... Um, yeah, supportive on, on that direction. So I ended up going to the yeah, informatics university, like bachelor in computer science. It was very tough in the beginning, but towards the end, I realized that I was good at it <laughs> and that I actually really like it. And that's something that I would see myself do my whole life. So I continued on it. Um, I was. I then moved to Austria and did a master's in mobile computing. Um, there was quite different than Romania. Uh, we were only 18 in the master's program. I was the only girl, which was also very <laughs> funny. Because uh, in Romania, we were 50-50. And I was never really aware of such right. big differences between genders. Because everybody did everything. And I, I was just not really aware. And in Austria... Being the only one, I still remember we had to do this one project where everything was open. And in the end, um, 
all the guys' projects looked the same and mine was completely different. And then I realized, I was like, hmm, <laughs> I think this is something very important. And I think it's very important that uh, you have both genders working in a team because neither one of them were perfect. And I think the combination of both would have actually been the best option. Um, so I found that very, very um, funny and it stuck with me like the the picture of it and I always mention it because I'm also a big, big supporter of women in tech. Um, just a side note, we have a 70% female tech team at wow. Google, which uh, I'm very, <laughs> very, very proud of and they're doing an amazing job, same as the guys, but I think it's something that's uh, definitely worth mentioning. Um, yeah, it was also in, in Austria where I realized the first time that we get somehow treated differently than men. Um, I remember applying together with uh, same colleagues, um, so with my colleagues from the master's, same background, same grades, same everything. They would get invited to interviews. I would not even get an answer. <laughs> that was also <laughs> quite, quite surprising. <laughs> you, didn't you try to change your name to Catalin for like a couple of applicants? <laughs> yeah, there would have been an um, um, yeah an option. I did uh, finally get a get a job um, uh, next to the university. There was a software comp campus. I worked for a small startup. They were doing private business chat operators operations software. Yeah, after I finished my master's, I decided to move to Munich. Um, it was I liked the city. Yeah. Um, and I got a job. <laughs> Those were the reasons. I think it's a really, really beautiful city and it's very clean. And even though it's big, it feels like a, like a village somehow. Yeah. Munich fans will rejoice, I think. I live in Berlin, so a lot of people are yeah, very much fighting, which is the better city. Different reasons, different... <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Berlin uh, has uh, its own charm, um, yeah. and I'm very, very happy when I get to visit um, our, my colleagues in in our office in Berlin. And we're actually um, the office we have in Munich is in the most Berlin place in Munich. It's a very alternative startup incubator, so that they still feel at home <laughs> even when they come down here. <laughs> and um, you were saying this this was a serendipity moment, but in the same time, you had some healthcare experience. Your position now is a CTO and co-founder. Um, there's a big responsibility on all three of you now, I feel, more than before, while there was the beginning to start and to understand what type of product do we want to build. Now there is demand and organizations, uh, Germany and European-wise, they're probably going to benefit from, from your product and your services in the next years. Um, where do you see already impact on community? What's the feedback you're having from the organizations we're working with and, of course, from, from their employees? Mm -hmm. We actually get feedback from from all three parties that are involved. So first of all, the companies, then obviously the employees, but also from our experts. So um, I will just go through it one by one. So when it comes to the companies, <clears throat> Um, so far, the, the feedback has been extremely positive. We had some of the companies that were um, partnering with us that they did their own own case studies uh, to see the impact of, of Nilo in their company. So, for example, Forto, um, they did a case study over, uh, I think, a couple of months where they tracked overall um let's say, well-being in their company, and it had increased by 25 points with Nilo, and they could see a very, very drastic decrease in sick days mm -hmm. and absences. And um, that we get from from a lot of the companies. Um, 
we are also looking into uh, doing studies, like independent studies on on our own as we grow forward to like really prove that there is an impact on, on companies and um, yeah, it does result in a more healthy um, yeah, employee base, let's say. Mm-hmm. When it comes to our, to our users or to the employees, um, as you also mentioned, um, we gather feedback after the sessions and it has been since the beginning something like, 4.9 out of 5 or 4.8 out of 5 um, and reading the feedback is something that uh, is so heartwarming and in the beginning when it was just the three of us and things were hard from time to time right. we would just go in there and just read the feedback and then everything would be worth it um, right. there's people that um, either never had access to therapy or this is their first experience and then they really had like a life-changing moment. Um, There's also people that really needed support and they needed someone to be there for them. And um, yeah, they have very, very good things to say about our experts. And that really makes everything worth it. Even now when things, yeah, get more stressful or there's too much we always uh, share some user feedback <laughs> and that really brings everybody uh, makes everybody smile again and yeah the third part was the um, where the experts so usually as a psychologist or as a psychotherapist you do work with clients but the, you don't really work together with your peers so much and uh-huh. this is something that we can offer them at Nilo uh, they have a community of um, experts and they can, um, yeah, get together and discuss topics, um, ask for opinions, ask for feedback, uh, discuss similar cases, and um, their feedback is very, very good on that. It's, they find it very valuable that they actually have a community and they can exchange uh, with others. So that's also quite, quite nice. That's amazing. I didn't even know that you had the community for experts. That is definitely very inspiring. And I, I do recognize that a lot of them in, let's say, before or in, in their other life career, it's fairly an isolated world. So they go to symposiums or conferences, but it's not like a touch base that you could have with somebody just to kind of compare notes and figure out where, where you want to go in, in your practice, but also in, in the level of support for, for this type of cohorts. Super interesting. And if you think about I don't know if you have any particular data on, I don't know, gender splits, for example, like which type of employees utilize this more within an organization? Do we see a difference between male and, and women? Do we see a difference between, let's say, immigrants and non-immigrants? Like, is there a, an analysis or a research that you're diving even deeper to understand, let's say, the differences between certain uh, dimension of that diversity within the workforce? I couldn't say that we do. Um, I do believe that we have the, or a potential split between male and female and other genders. Um, but everything, so um, most of the data that we have at Nilo is is optional. So apart mm-hmm. from uh, what you need to sign up, which is your work email, uh, most of the other data is completely optional. So you decide if you really want to share it or not. And um so we could, yeah, probably uh, look into it and have a, an understanding. I'm, right now, I don't really know if there's a big difference. I could <laughs> guess that it is uh, predominantly female just because I think for males, there's a bit more barrier when yeah. asking for help, but it would be just my guess for now, not really based on data. 
We'll we'll talk again in a couple of years, okay. and I'm sure something will surface. Uh, but yes, I did, sure. <laughs> I did uh, uh, have feedback from from colleagues that have used Nilo or similar products. That even uh, as men, yes, indeed, talking with family, it's very difficult because, as you said, the upbringing, stigma, societal barriers in a way, and they found the anonymity and the access to to the services really, really useful. Um, and I think. During pandemic, everybody had more to carry in terms of stress and anxieties. Um, so services like this were were not maybe first top of mind before, but uh, now they became, right? And they were something very, very handy. You mentioned that there were also hard times in building um, this this business for good, right? This is this this is why we're here to really highlight businesses for good, businesses that were, will enhance uh, workforces and they will give more access to, to well-being and, and a happy life at work. Um, what were some of these... I don't know, maybe things that you didn't expect to be hard and they were hard <laughs> while building the business and being a CTO and kind of figuring things out uh, at the same time. I feel it was like a, a three-party journey for you. I mean, in the beginning when it was just the three of us, it was definitely, so everybody did everything. And after a while, we kind of got into a groove. And of course, we were not moving too fast, but we were moving and things were, were working out. Uh, for me personally, one of the hardest things um, was, so in November 2020, we got our first funding round and afterwards we were able to grow the team. And um, then we had all these people <laughs> that were supposed to take over responsibilities from us. And uh, also that the boundaries between our roles as founders should be, yeah, had to become more clear. So beginning of last year, for example, was a, was a tough time for me personally, because uh, when it's just three people, you care about everything and you are involved in everything and you, um, yeah, want to know everything that's happening. But after a certain scale, you cannot be involved in everything. You cannot um, care. You cannot yeah, just have every single thing in mind. You have to say, okay, the best I can contribute is on this thing. And I'm just going to focus on this and do my best here. And I'm just going to trust everybody else to do the same on their sides because otherwise you just go crazy. Um, yeah, so you usually think that you know, you ha got get more people and it's easier. <laughs> For me, it was actually not not easy. It's a, it's a big change. Did you have support um, from other advisors externally around even the mental health business its own, but the role of a co-founder and the role of a CTO? Have you, yeah, have you had any particular support? Um, in the beginning, I did reach out when like architecting the project and making like these very important decisions. I did reach out out to some of my previous bosses and my previous CTOs, also on the mentoring club to some <laughs> specialists from different areas. Obviously, security is very important for us, and I wanted to make sure that, yeah, we have everything covered and trying to fill in the gaps for the things that I didn't have experience with and where I needed help. And that was, was really, really nice to get that feedback and to have that opportunity. And, um, yeah, for this other changes, like let's say beginning of last year, my therapist also helped a lot. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure she's not a, she's not a technical person <laughs> and it must have been very hard for her to understand all my, yeah, all my stories. 
but it definitely helped a lot to, yeah, to just, you know, have clarity on my role. And there's always some sort of imposter syndrome somewhere <laughs> and you're always very shocked to see it, but um, it helps to have someone to show, show it to you. This is, I wanted to ask you and I'm like, I'm not going to ask her that because that's a very private question, but you brought it up. So I, I, I appreciate it. Um, and then how did, cause I think a lot of our listeners are actually people who are thinking to found a business in, in, in this field, business for good. Uh, they are, uh, maybe going to be inspired by your story and Nilo's health story. Um, and a lot of them actually work with partners. How is it that you work with your other two co-founders? What's the relationship? What's, you know, what's kind what are some of the key pillars that you try to keep together and keep as your North Star for functioning well. You have big responsibilities now. You have employees, you have salaries. You Beyond the community you're serving, right, and your clients, there's there's so much in there, right? So how do you mix it all together as a, as a, as a group? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely an interesting time to have your own company with everything that's happening around. But as I said, f- focus on the on the things that we can do and, um, yeah, how we, how we get... Um, together and how we collaborate. Um, from the beginning, um, I mentioned that it was very important for us to align on our values. And we did that, uh, from the beginning and the values that we set back when we met are still the values that we present right now in the onboarding. They will probably need to be updated, but they are still relevant and um, we also look for people that find themselves in those, those values. Um, I think we are quite an interesting group and we complement each other a lot. So I had to reflect on this also in um, discussions with investors on our current round because they're always interested in the dynamic between, between us. Yeah, each one of us has uh, their own their own part. So I'm on the technical side. My co-founder Ines is on product and psychology, and my other co-founder Jonas, sales and finance. Um, and everybody just owns their part, and we do have uh, regular discussions and um, exchanging ideas. My co-founders are also co-CEOs, which mm-hmm. um, it's the first time I've had this in a company. But I I think it's actually quite quite nice because then it's not that the the responsibility is just on one person but they can share it and each one of them can come with the strengths and it yeah also maybe mistakes are easier to handle this way (laughs) it's not just on on one um on one's shoulder but it's actually shared um yeah um they are actually in berlin so us being remote is um, is a challenge and is something that we are car- constantly working on. Um, how because I think everybody realized in the past two years that there's no way to replace human contact, I, uh, no matter how hard you try and how many Zoom meetings you have, it's not the same. And obviously, there's uh, yeah, me being here, we are missing on on stuff because we're not together. And this is something that we've been working since day one, trying to still um, pass on the very important information um, that everybody's in the loop. And um, yeah, I think one one of the most important things is that we keep an open communication between us. So every time there's a problem, we just bring it up, no matter how how uncomfortable. And yeah, um, yeah we just have to work through it. Something that I also realize now as a, as a co-founder when there's nobody else higher up is that if something is not working, 
no, there's you cannot blame it on anybody else. <laughs> so you have to whatever it is that's not working, it's your fault. And also it's whatever <laughs> exactly, it's on you to fix it. Maybe not your fault, but yes. it's in your power to make it better. And for that, no matter how uncomfortable, um, yeah, speaking up is very very important. Yeah. And yeah, through, also throughout maybe the more difficult times, especially in the beginning, but also now when there's a lot of pressure, we do also try to take care of our mental health. So mm-hmm. um, we do also uh, live what we preach. So we try not to work uh, weekends or evenings and to also have a separation between work life and personal life and um, support each other. Um, in this way and also be a role model for everybody else in the company. That's that's great to hear. And I I see this model more and more of co-partnership, co-CEOing. I think it does offer a little bit more flexibility, but as you said, we might be more creative about finding ideas and making decisions. And there's some elasticity into what we learn from each other. Uh, for sure, as you grow, probably things will, will, will be iterating when it comes to the structure and the partnership. But I I love to hear how much you invested from day one to really figure out what you stand for and continue that conversation with your new hires, right? And I think that probably is also why you have such a diverse pool of people in in your cohort and you are able to support everybody wherever they are and, and learn together because there is a common thread into what do we believe, why do we do this and how do we live by it. Um, I, I hope that holds, right? Uh, uh, keeping each other accountable probably also helps because there's not just one person that needs to just solve everything. So you're, you're going to go very quickly and through just yeah, <laughs> wheel, hamster wheel mode, but there's somebody to keep you accountable and say like, oh, you, you probably need a break now or I can take on this or I need help here. So uh, really interesting. And for those listening, probably when we talk to incubators or, or investors, this is a conversation to have, like how do we build a structure that is flexible, creative, sustainable in time and, uh, and um, kind of in agreement with the value of the product or the service. Super interesting. Um, knowing that now you have funding, you have investors, you have some, let's say, reports to make <laughs> beyond just between you and, and, the, and the teams, um, but also bigger plans. I guess the reason why you're looking for investment is because there's something on the roadmap that is, is going to come. What are some of the key plans for the next years and why are you kind of investing in certain directions? Yeah. Uh, so yes, we did close our funding round in May this year. And um, the plan is to, basically, we can split it by two. One is the plan, let's say, for Nilo and the other one for the product. Mm-hmm. Uh, the plan for Nilo is to give as many employees access to mental health as possible. So that means expanding Um Currently, we are working with over 140 companies, mostly German or the Dach region. Um, So we want to expand there in two directions. One is different markets and the other one would be up market um, Mm -hmm. in in Germany. So bigger companies. Um, So that's where uh, we will focus our efforts for the next month. Currently, we're building the team and then building the processes around that. 
And when it comes to the product, um, we want to make Nilo have the most impact uh, possible. So that means um, that the journey everybody goes through is as personalized as possible so that it actually helps them in their situation and gives them the right tools that they need to work on. And we also want to make mental health a daily habit. So it's not just something that you have a session um, every two or three weeks, but it's something that you work on constantly. You journal how you feel. Uh, you found exercises that work for you, so you're constantly working on your mental health. Um, it's yeah. just like any other exercise, right? Like any, any other exercise, exactly, okay. exactly. Amazing. Thank you so much, Catalina. This has been a pleasure. I learned so much. I'm very keen to uh, see Nilo grow. Um, I, I think entire Europe should tap into understanding how they can provide this for, for their employees and beyond Europe, of course. Um, but I am uh, I'm very excited to see how you grew so far and what's next for you. So thank you so much for sharing all this with us. Thank you so much for having for having me. And one thing I still want to say is that Nilo would not be here if it wasn't for everybody in our team. As you also said, we do find people that share our values. And I, I, this is something that everybody says, and I know it sounds very subjective, but I'm going to say it anyways. Um, we have a really amazing team and everybody uh, believes on, on the importance of, of mental health so much. And that's um, the reason why we could grow so much and achieve so many things with Nilo. So thanks everybody for all your efforts and thank you for having me. It was super nice. Sure. <laughs> Always appreciate uh, the chance to reflect back on the journey. <laughs> it's a, it's an amazing journey and I'm sure it's just the beginning. So we'll, we'll stand by you. That's my promise. Nice. Cool. Next time I will have the data <laughs> for, <laughs> for your you questions. <laughs> See you soon. Catalina, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for staying with us for the entire episode. You are the best. If you enjoyed this conversation, subscribe to the We Include podcast on Spotify or the podcast provider of your choice. And don't forget to share in your networks. It's highly appreciated. You can find me on LinkedIn for suggestions of initiatives and topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes. They are coming out weekly. Till next time, take care.